We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and brought to you today by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Jacob Niffin, and I'm joined today by Nick Crane. What's up? We've got Taylor Peterson along with us. Evan Rachel Wood uh, retweeted me from her personal private Twitter account, so I'm pretty much famous now. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and that other voice is Justin Peabody. Well, hey, everybody. I went with the last names today. It made me a little uncomfy, not going to lie. <laughs> Sorry. People can like look you up now on... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, what, what's that website where you can look up, like, the fucking child predators Facebook. to make sure they don't live in your neighborhood? <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I guess awesome. they could, yeah. Isn't there a website, though, where, like, if you're, uh, like, a sex offender, you have to, like, register and people can, like, look up where you live? Who on the podcast is most likely to be a sex offender? Kamiar. <laughs> God, that didn't take long. That's what he gets for not being on tonight. Uh, uh, yeah, well, he's not on tonight because he has a really cool interview on another podcast. Or, true. That's true. or he's being predatory. We'll he just never told know. us he has a cool interview. You never know. It's hard to uh, it's hard to be a predator during a quarantine. Why? Those Why? people are really struggling right now. Why don't you take a seat? <laughs> It was at Fun that fact, moment that Blue uh, Wire podcast uh, fired the of, uncontested. One of my uh, coworkers is obsessed with true crime and all that. Oh, stuff. I thought you were going to say one of your coworkers <laughs> is a predator. No, no, slight pivot. And we, Chris Hansen, Chris Hansen is available on Cameo. You guys know what Cameo is? Mm-hmm. You can pay. Shout out to uh, have celebrities. Patrick, uh, do like, yeah, two pats on there. Uh, I think Lou Dort's on there. Yeah. Anyway. You pay money, and they will, like, record a message for you. So we had Chris Hansen record her a birthday message, and it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Hmm. Who's Chris Hansen? The host of To Catch a Predator. 
Oh, okay. Ah, full circle. Yeah, yeah. See, there it is. I love it. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. Wow. What a way to open up the podcast. Just talking <laughs> really about just coming out of the gate strong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, Happy if, quarantine. Uh, <laughs> how many people have turned the pot off by now? Just uh, on to the next one. Constantly. Yeah. Well, guys, today we are going to run through some of the stuff that is going on with basketball right now, including the NBA 2K tournament that's been airing on ESPN and ESPN2, the rumors of an NBA horse competition uh, being put on by NBA and ESPN, uh, and then we are also going to talk about some Thunder rotation players and what might look a little bit different next season. Uh, so first, though, let's start with this NBA 2K tournament. First off, just what are your guys' thoughts on... Uh, I mean, I love that the NBA is trying to be innovative. I love that they're trying to find something to entertain people now that we can't watch actual live basketball. And, and they're just digging in the bag and trying to see what they can find. And, and so this 2K tournament, we've got different NBA players competing against each other, uh, obviously on tape delay. It, it's not live. But what are your thoughts of, of just the idea, the production, the players that are involved, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Who wants to go first? Because I have some thoughts. I'll, I'll go first. I'll, I'll be brief and go first. I, I think it's it's great. There's really not a whole lot to watch right now. You can only watch the 2015 finals so many times before you can name every play that's about to happen. But um, – it was entertaining from what I've watched. I haven't, I haven't watched a ton of it, but when you get some guys that'll jaw back and forth, it's it's pretty fun to see that interaction. But then you've got other games like KD versus Derek Jones Jr., where it was essentially dead silent the majority of the game. It was a little bit awkward. Um, I'll say it was it was better than what I could have watched on TV, but I could have spent my time other place and uh, been just fine. I think it's super boring. I'm just going to put that out there. Thank I you. was excited about it. I thought it would be interesting. And then about five minutes into watching the first game, I realized maybe I'm not as sports starved as I thought. I do have some thoughts of what I think could make it better. One, uh, they needed to pick different players because uh, most of the ones that I watched were incredibly dull. However, the the one on on day one that I think was actually entertaining was Pat Bev. We needed more Pat Bevs in this. Pat Bev was talking trash the entire time. So he on was, brand. I did see that. So I did on see brand. That. He was talking crap like the second a three pointer left his hand. And Whiteside was such like a nice Steph guy Curry. about it too. Like Whiteside was just sitting back, just like, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's so funny. Huh? If everyone had been like that, it would have been super entertaining. And if they're not going to be like that, I feel like it needed like an announcer. Like a lot of you know normal esports have announcers mixed in. I think it needed that. Or, That's and, a good idea, actually. And there's still a chance that they could add that in. You know, there's still more rounds to go. They could incorporate that. But I think that would help a lot because there was just like a lot of silence and a lot of like, oh, what the heck? Oh, come on, man. And I'm like, this is not good. Television. Yeah, they should get like some of the um, the TNT guys or or That'd Doris be, Burke. That uh, would get me to to tune in. Yeah. yeah, because the the one match I watched was Trey Young and uh, Harrison Barnes, and it was just awkward conversation. Literally, like, okay, if you think of the most awkward conversation, like the yes. most stereotypical things you could like say in a conversation to keep a conversation going, one of the first things you probably think of is, "So what's the weather like up there?" <laughs> and that is literally what Trey Young said at one point. I was just like, "Holy shit!" And I turned my TV off. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a. Uh... It was interesting. I think it, it had potential. I think it maybe still does have potential. I think it, it, it could be salvaged, but it just, uh, in my humble opinion, w- did not live up to what I thought it was going to be. It's so, fair. So, like, my initial thoughts, um, and granted, just a disclaimer, I'm a little biased just because, like, when I went to college, I left my Xbox at home. I haven't played 2K in a really long time. I'm not a huge like video game person at this point in my life. So just a little disclaimer. Um, but when I saw this, I was like, okay, if there's a representative. Okay, so, so when Shams and I think it was Woj were the two who tweeted out, I was like, you know what? Uh, this Chris is like, Haynes or it was originally Chris, broke okay, it, I gotcha, think. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, you're c- correct, which leads me to my next point. Like, 
I was kind of excited about, like, okay, this will be cool to see a representative of all 30 teams there who's going to be the Thunder's representative. I can kind of get behind that. Then it's revealed that, oh, plot twist, this is a Kevin Durant thing. No wonder, and to your point, Jacob, no wonder Chris Haynes broke it. Um, and so it's a Kevin Durant thing, not an NBA thing, and there's only 16 representatives now, and it's like a whole bunch of random players that Katie's cool with, I guess. Um, and then you see those ratings, and it's just like, you know, uh, Boogie Cousins hasn't even played this season, like an 81 rating. So at this point, I'm thinking, like, are they playing one-on-one, like, on the blacktop of 2K? Like, wh- what's going on here? And then they all get to pick their own teams. I don't know. Uh, I just, I don't have a lot of desire to watch people play video games <laughs> um, on live television. And then for it to be cut down to only 16 people who Kevin Durant get to, got to handpick himself, essentially, <laughs> I was just like, eh, no, no. So I literally turned on the TV and I'd been watching SportsCenter or something the night before on ESPN. And so the matchup popped up was Trey Young and Harrison Barnes. I'm like watching about six minutes of it um, while I'm waiting on food to be delivered. And I hear, so what's the weather like up there? And just, nope, turned it off. <laughs> So that was my experience with this 2K tournament. (laughs) I do think that if there was a representative from every team, it would make it more interesting because it would give casual fans a rooting interest. Right. Yeah. I want my guy. I want my guy to win. I I don't really care. Yeah. But it's a Kevin Durant thing. It's not an NBA thing. And that's why I was just like, yep, I'm out. Yeah. But if Shea was playing, I'd be invested. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or Baisley or, uh, yeah, any of those guys. I think it just, it adds a layer of complexity. I don't think that. Oh, God, what if Steven Adams got to play and yeah, you could hear him incredible. talk? Wholeheartedly in if that happens. That's what I'm oh saying. My, they needed they'd have more to tape delay Steve. People. More interesting people playing the games would yield a more interesting product. Like, I don't even care if they're good at 2K. If they right. can Just be entertaining, talk. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, and and Steven like, Adams, I don't know if he incredible. even plays 2K, but he'd be hilarious. I mean, he responded to Patty Mills last week playing a uh, – was it a ukulele or was it a full-on guitar? Regardless, <laughs> full guitar. When he was done, he flips off the camera. <laughs> well, I guess with Steven, a full-size guitar can kind right. of look like a ukulele. That is fair. That's a good He's point. He's playing a cello. But I could totally see him doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just flips uh, off the camera. That's incredible. God bless Steven so Adams. Him, like watching him play video games, I could totally get behind that. But watching Trey Young and Harrison Barnes like awkwardly talk to one another while they try and play a game of basketball where Trey Young's up by like 20 points – no thanks yeah so what do you guys think about i've seen some people float the idea of what if they didn't play 2k would you guys be down with that like what if they were playing call of duty no it's, oh be, like they are already doing that it's like donna mitchell and somebody else there's like a group of them that are like live streaming call of duty like i don't care about that either <laughs> i if it was different because i don't play 2k i don't really play any sports games um if we could get a new ncaa football game i'd play that mm. but mm-hmm. i i've never played basketball video games just because I never feel like I can capture like the actual feel of basketball, you know, but if they were playing other games, I'd watch, like I would watch, um, you know, if they got a hundred NBA players or 150 NBA players and made them all play, uh, uh, a game of Warzone on call of duty, I'd watch it. Be See, I'm out. Like I, I have never been the guy that can just like go on YouTube and like, even if it was a game that I was actively playing, I'm not the kind of guy who can like go and watch like Twitch streams. Like I just I can't get into that. Um, it's just personally it's just not my thing. Um, there's see, some there's some games that very much are streamable. Yeah. Um, and then some games that just like true. Like I don't really want to watch somebody play like a, a single player story game. True. On yep. Twitch, right? Like right. I don't really want to get on Twitch and watch somebody play Zelda. Like right. I would rather play Zelda, but That's to watch somebody play like a competitive game, uh, like a Call of Duty. Uh, or something like that, where like it takes like a lot of skill and stuff. Uh, I I mean, to me, that'd be entertaining. I think Fair. I'd rather I'd rather see something like don't have to do anything video games. Like let's get six or seven guys from different teams, get them in like a virtual roundtable type setting, and have yes. preset questions, or even have fans ask questions and have guys discuss topics that people want to see over like a Zoom meeting, and like see their their flavor and their personality come out. I'd much rather watch something like that. Like the whole D Wade Mello um, Instagram, like the yeah. Instagram live stuff that, that kind of we've stuff seen, is, like yeah. hip hop artists and DJs and basketball players and professional sports athletes coming together and doing these Instagram live like interviews and things. Like it, it's so fun and entertaining. Uh, I loved like seeing that uh, back and forth between D Wade and Mello talking about that one time that LeBron turned in, you know into. Uh, 
what was it? That's like Baywatch and just jumped off the top of the ship and swam out to save Mela with one hand. Like that was awesome. <laughs> so I'm with you, Nick. Like it'd be super fun just having them like sit around, just talk NBA, their experiences, almost like a like a live podcast in a way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so hey, back to 2K real quick. Do you guys think that these players that are participating in the tournament should get to choose any team uh, throughout the league, or should they have to play with the team that they're on? Heck no. I, I mean, you want Zach Levine to play with the Bulls? Like, that's <laughs> yes. not going to happen. That's, that's not fair. Uh, I, agree. I, I agree. I will say if there's if there's something cool about the format or like a cool idea, it is the fact that, and I don't know if you noticed this, but yes, you get to pick your team, but you can't use that team again for the rest of the tournament. That's so cool. everyone using the Bucks, you know, round one, like you're scratched from there. So and you have Lakers. to kind of strategize, do I want to use – you know, the best 2K team up front, or do I want to save them for the end, you know, and, and risk getting bumped out early? So I did like that aspect of it. Yep. If there's anything that I did like, it's that. Oh, I hope they all burn up all the good teams. So the, the <laughs> final matchup of this tournament are, are two guys playing, like, Knicks. the Kings versus the Hornets or <laughs> yeah. something. Well, they so they made each player, not only can you only use each team once, but they made them select uh, eight teams ahead of time and put down which eight teams they can pick from. So every oh, player that's cool. had to pick eight teams. Um, and I was looking through them earlier and two different players picked the thunder. Interesting. Okay. Oh, Only fun. Two. Now, now if somebody plays as the thunder, I might watch. Anyone cool. have guesses on who the two players were? Oh boy. Um, KD. I'm not to is it, what is one of them? Kevin? It is Kevin Durant. Wow. Ooh. That's cool. Um, who would I'll the other one be? I'll give you a hint that may help. Um, the other one, I believe is the only player that did not list the Lakers as one of his teams. Ooh, was it, um, Ooh, was it Pat Bev? Nope. Um, But I actually, now that you say that, I bet Pat Bev didn't list the Lakers and I did not verify this, (laughs) 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 but Trey Young. I'm following your thought process, and it is the Tra- correct thought process. Is it Trey Young? It's not Trey Young. It is a teammate of Pat Bev. Oh, uh, Montrezl Harrell? Correct. Boom. Okay. Interesting. That's right. really cool. I just verified it. Pat Bev did not select the Lakers. And Harrell, Harrell did make it through round one, so there's a shot. Yeah. KD got, got busted in the first round by yeah, almost 20, but maybe we'll get a chance. If, what if what if Montrez Harrell pulled out the Thunder in the championship game and won the league with the Thunder? Chris that'd Paul cool. clutch yes. time. I'd I could get that. behind that. I'd tune in. Yep. Yep. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, so we kind of mentioned it a little bit ago, but if you had to pick like three possible, like a pool of three Thunder players that could have participated in this, like you get to choose the pool and then they decide who plays, which three Thunder players do you think would have fit in well, uh, both on the sticks and personality-wise in the Steven, 2K tournament? Steven, SGA, and Baisley, hands down. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's mine too. It's probably unanimous for all of us, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I agree with that. I could see Chris Paul. I yeah. have no idea if he like him plays 2K or is cool. good at 2K, but... I think he'd be interesting. Just probably like hear I Chris's said. kids in the background, like coaching him up. <laughs> you you definitely couldn't have Gallo if you've ever listened to any of his interviews after the game or talked to him. He's got the most quiet voice; no one could hear what he was saying on the live. He stream. wouldn't that, say a single thing like the that, whole entire. Stream. It wouldn't work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basley would be funny because Basley's kind of a jokester. One hundred percent. Shay, like Baisley, I don't know. Pers- Basley was talking trash before he realized he didn't get to play. <laughs> About like they announced the tournament and he was in the comments. I think it was on Instagram talking about like, "Ooh, y'all ain't ready." And then it was like the next day they announced who was playing, and it was like, "Oh, apparently you're plot twist." <laughs> That's I like Basley a lot. I man. He too. seems like a really funny kid. Um, I don't know. I'm still with Muscala, man. He's the only guy on the team that we know Musky. of with a with a video game tattoo. Mm, That's a really That's a good, good point. point. It's a good point, but I'm not seeing any Mario tournaments in the future. Yeah, I I think I think Stephen Adams like like we mentioned him like being funny and being someone you'd want to listen to. He's also a big gamer himself. I don't know about sports games, but that guy is documented as a big gamer. He could, he yeah. actually could be good. He plays games. He watches anime. He talks shit. He eats a lot of food. He's really funny. He's basically my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> right. My hero. Uh, all right. Aspire to be. We we kind of touched on this one as well, but if you could pick another game for them to play besides 2K, 
what would you choose? Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Ooh. Oh, that'd be fun. That's a good choice. That, that, yeah, yeah that's is. really good. I like that. Stock or time? Can't say I know what that is, to be honest with you, partner. <laughs> <laughs> do, is there like a time limit to fight, or do they have like X amount of lives <laughs> in, in Super Smash? Like you yeah. always had those two options. You yeah. could either fight to the time limit or you could fight until you run out of lives. Whoever I would ran do out of lives. lives. I would do like That's lives. And then you could, you, could, you could include a lot more players because you could do different heats and have like five or six guys going at once. You could definitely have like multiple guys from each team. Yeah. And that you would could, be fun. You, you could team up on each other. And if you get, you know, Shay and Baisley in the same heat, they could team up and knock out other guys. It'd be really fun. Who was oh. your, Nick, who was your go-to in Super Smash? I was always a big Samus or Link guy. Same, Ooh. same. I played Link a lot. Solid. I liked Roy and uh, uh, Captain Falcon, and um, who was the bird? Were you, were you? Taylor was totally one of the guys that just spammed Falcon Punch. Oh, one hundred percent. You dickhead. I liked uh, I liked playing with Kirby also, and then who was the guy with the gigantic sword? Roy. And that his, was Roy. His his. There's another one like Roy. I can't remember his name now. I don't know. Anyways, they both had like a super cool move where you could like use the what was it the uh, yellow joystick? I, I'm sounding super nerdy now. Anyways, I liked Roy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what other video games, guys? I'm gonna throw this out there. I think it is an underrated game, but Mario Party. Yes. You guys See, ever, I was thinking I Mario, like Mario Kart. Party. Mario Kart would be awesome too. <laughs> you guys Mario ever played Party Mario like Kart? A bunch of mini games, and I think that I don't know. I think it would be entertaining. I also think that. Um, nobody's played that game, and trying to get NBA players to play it would be like, what the hell is this? Nick, did you guys ever play a bureau cart in college? Oh, yeah, I, I was about to say that. Have the like, best. have the, uh, the banana boat, the banana boat crew drinking wine, playing, and you know, every time you lose, you have to drink. Every time you slip on a banana, you have to drink, and you, you get you the whole crew. You have to finish your drink before you go through the finish line. It's yep. a great game, great game. Highly recommend. Nice, Taylor. <laughs> do you have a game that you think they should have played besides two K? I'm almost gonna go. Uh, mainstream here and uh, say Fortnite. I'd love to see those guys because it's very like like I said, mainstream. These guys are the guys who played are fairly young or young enough that they know what Fortnite is, and so just like getting to hear their commentary would be fun, would be relatable. I think we all could uh, could enjoy it. I, I also thought having them play Madden could be pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's good. Going go, like with another mainstream sport that they all have interest in, and yeah, that'd be cool. I like that. Yeah, definitely. So, um, all right, cool. Well, let's move on to another tournament that the NBA is looking to set up during our quarantine. Uh, it has been reported via Woj that the NBA and ESPN are looking to start a horse competition, uh, which would be very, very fascinating. Uh, first off, just how do you guys think the logistics of this work out? I mean, these guys can't go into gyms. Yep. They, you know, some of them don't have basketball goals at home. Uh, so how do you think this would, uh, like logistically, this is going to work out? So it's going to limit your participants probably, because if you do it during this time, the, I, I think it was Mark Stein who uh, tweeted this out. And I'm pretty sure the way it would work is basically one player. And, and I could have that wrong. It could have been a different reporter, but one player would video themselves, um, shooting their shot. And the other player that he challenged, I guess, would have to match that shot and then so on and so forth. And so it's each player like video themselves essentially, which is kind of dumb because like you have to rely on their integrity basically that they aren't like taping this shot over and over. Uh, and then maybe it's live. I, I, I would think I would have maybe like live stream it somehow. Yeah. But it's also limited too because like if you've got Who a guy with an outdoor court right. that's shooting, you know, from 60 feet, you know, like a corner three, but step back 30 feet and someone else has an indoor court that has walls. You can't even replicate that shot. Right. Yeah. There's going to have to be some parameters. Um, but I think, I don't know. It could be interesting, but I kind of feel the same way about this as the 2k thing of like, I think it sounds better in theory. Um, because we've, we've seen this before and I'm not sure that it was super successful when we've seen it before. Yeah. And the, um, all-star game, exactly. That's what I was going to bring up. Like it lasted what, two years and then it went away because nobody really cared about it. And it was just boring. Um, that's kind of how I feel about this. Like I understand that NBA is desperate to get content out to, 
um, viewers and fans. And us as fans are desperate for that content. But I'm not desperate yep. enough to at this point where I want to watch NBA players play video games and play horse in the driveway. Like I'm just not to that point yet. And that's just me personally. I might be different than others, but I'm with you, Justin. So when when the NBA did this most recently, they did it in the 0809 season and the 09 2010 season at All-Star Weekend. Uh, Kevin Durant won both of those, as I'm sure most of us are aware. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember any of the other players that participated in either of those years? I have a guess. So there was, just for, uh, to, this may help, there were three participants each season, um, Kevin Durant obviously being one of those. So there are four other players that you can guess from. I, I haven't looked anything up. I have a guess, and this is totally random, and it could be nowhere close. Okay. I love it. Drew Holiday? No. Okay. I don't know Anyone why else? that name came to my mind, but. For some reason, do you have a guess? It's not the names I would have guessed, except for maybe was it, I might was have it guessed one of them. One of them, Iso Joe. Yes, Ooh. that is correct. Nice, Nick. Joe Johnson in 0809. That would have been, I feel like, the only. Not obvious one, but the most likely participant. Anyone um, else, Taylor? You want to get in on this? I know there was, was it, uh, one. Dirk? Oh, no, no. Oh goodness! Here's a hint: two different participants' names start with the letter O. OJ Mayo. Correct. Boom. Boom. I was going to say, it would have been 2008, 2009 when he was yep. like at the height of uh, yep. all the hype. OJ Mania. Any other O names coming to mind? No. No. Omri Caspi. Oh, Jesus. wow. I didn't and realize then, he was in the Didn't we have didn't Rondo. 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 That's right. I kind of remember that now. Watch so here's a, Katie. here's a bonus round for you. Did you know that the NBA did horse prior to those two all-star games yes it was like in 19 they 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 showed some of the old clips i believe back when they were doing the more modern yeah so in the 1977-78 season uh they did a series of horse games that they would play um on cbs throughout the season and the playoffs so now it was a it was a 32 player bracket can you name Either of the players that were in the finals. Oh boy! Oh, 70s? 1977, no chance. No chance. And if anyone does guess that they looked it up, I think you could get one. Larry Bird. No. Is he even from the? I don't even know if he was playing basketball. 70s. <laughs> Seventy-eight. Uh, that might be a little early. I have no clue. Oh Pistol boy. Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete. Oh, Versus Paul Westfall. Never heard of her. Who? Yeah. <laughs> um, he, what is he? He's a uh, former coach. Who did he coach? Uh, the Sonics and the Kings. Interesting. Oh, former coach know. of the Sonics and the Kings. The more you know. So the I've I've got an idea here. Um, kind of staying on topic of, of earlier, like what would you do to, to change something like this, even though it hadn't happened yet? I would rather, and this is much more accessible. I feel like it could be, you know, easier to um, kind of moderate. What if they did a tournament of like a slam dunk competition where you could you could post a video as many tries as yes. you want, do a crazy dunk, and then fans vote on Twitter and online like an all star vote. That's kind of cool. I'm absolutely that in. could be fun. Yeah, I do like that. That's really cool. Then you get guys. I mean, you you can only pick four guys a year for the dunk contest, and it's. A lot of times, you know, there's guys out there that could be better dunkers but don't get selected for it. This would kind of open up the pool to... Maybe Aaron Gordon could finally win one. <laughs> you know Hami would Actually, be out there. Actually, speaking, oh, yeah. speaking of that, oh. I, I uh, saw that Dwayne Wade, is, you know, he's been in the Instagram Live thing. Like, I mentioned the Mellow uh, Instagram Live he did with Mellow, but he's trying to get Aaron Gordon on for this coming week to talk about the slam dunk competition, which would be very interesting. Interesting. I'll tune into that. You know, so, Nick, what I what I like about your dunk idea is it takes out all the bad parts of the dunk contest, which is watching people struggle and flail and miss the same dunk eight times. And, like, it would be more like what everybody in their mind 
remembers the dunk contest is, which is just watching like cool dunk after cool dunk after cool dunk. Yeah. And, and you could be so true. creative. Yeah. You could get super weird. And I, I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, well, speaking of all of this, we have a rumored, maybe a partial list of who would be a part of this horse competition, which includes Russell Westbrook, oh. Donovan Mitchell, Zion Williamson, and Chris Paul. How do you guys feel about those four in a horse contest? I like Clang. Russ and Chris Paul. The Clang. others is just, yeah. Huh. Clang. <laughs> Clang. Russ is going to have to take a... <laughs> A not few, just a few takes either. on the camera. Like Zion is not that good of a shooter. Exactly. Yeah, to be in a horse competition. Agreed. Give me I like... do like that they get they got very different skill set type players, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it a little bit different, but yeah, like Russ and Zion just aren't great shooters. So who from the Thunder? I mean, obviously Chris Paul is rumored. Who else from the Thunder though would you like to see participate in this? Anyone that you think from the Thunder could jump into this and, and be pretty good? Gallo. Yeah, Gallo would be awesome. Just let him yep. shoot. Yeah, yeah. Let him shoot from outside. Let him do some pull-ups. I feel like he could uh, get pretty far. I'd give Schroeder a, a crack at it. That's a good well. one. That's a good one. I feel oh. like Schroeder and a lot of these guys, what I think could be fun is if they, depending on how much flexibility they give them in the shots, like we've seen clips of Schroeder, like, you know, soccer juggling a basketball in warm-ups. Like if he could incorporate some of that, uh, a lot of these guys, especially the international guys, have a lot of um, diverse skill sets. I think that could be really interesting. Yeah. Versus yep. just like, look at me shooting a super deep three yeah. from over here. Look at me shooting a super deep three from over here. I like, think no, I totally agree. Juggled a basketball and like kicked it into the hoop. Like top that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. So last thing for this horse competition, I want to do a quick exercise. Let's draft five competitors throughout the league to like our dream scenario for this horse competition. Ooh, I like this. And then let's place odds on like who would be the most likely to win down to the least likely. So if we could just pick, survey the league, and choose five guys to participate in this, what five would you choose? And, and take everything to account. Their shooting ability, their, their ability to be creative, um, who are people going to want to watch, uh, their personality, uh, how presentable they are to get them on ESPN and get people to want to tune in. I mean, so plug your ears, Thunder fans, but Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, those three competing yes. against one another and just their skill sets in general. Yeah. Sign Don't me up. Don't mind me while I weep in the corner. Yeah, right. Yeah. Steph, Sign Steph Curry <laughs> is an obvious option. Steph, yeah, I think Steph. I really like Chris Paul being in it. I do and, too. I like those. I'll, I'll throw this in there. It'd be cool if they did some kind of like – former player that's retired i can tell you right now steve nash would dominate every single yes. one of these guys that's yeah. a good point that's a really good point sign me up for trey young in horse trey would like be good yeah most yeah, of the time when he's options. playing an actual game he thinks he's playing horse i like those luca so steph chris trey i think luca's a good one yep four I'd watch luca so then, then who's our fifth Kevin Durant. I was kind of thinking Kevin Durant too. Yeah. He'd be good at horse. Is that what we're going with? Those five? I like I those would, five. I would put an honorary vote for Mello out there because oh. these are the types of scenarios in which Mello thrives. Mello is okay, let's, let, let's go Mello because KD has been part of the 2K tournament. There yeah. you go. There you go. Well, I, I like guess that. Trey also has. As long as Mello gets to wear a hoodie, he's golden. Mello oh, yeah. and uh, Mello and Harden, I think, are two. That'd be. Okay, so let's take let's take Trey out and put Harden in, because oh, yeah. KD yeah. and Trey have been in the two K tournament. Perfect. So our list is Steph, Chris Paul, Melo, Harden, and Luca. Now that I would watch hands down. I'd watch that hands okay. down. Okay, so I'd then probably still let, be disappointed at the end, but I'd watch it. Let's <laughs> rank them. Who is most likely to least likely to win that thing? Least likely. I think most likely has to be Steph. See, I was yeah. going to say Harden. If, if we're placing odds, I'm putting Steph at the top. Yep. Yeah. Same. Just based off his pregame warm-ups, I mean, that's like, that's his wheelhouse. Yep. So then who's next? Harden. I yeah. kind of want to go Chris second. Ooh. I don't know. I would Nick, go. what do you think? I like Chris. He's the king of, you know, not necessarily buzzer beaters, but end of quarter, you know, 
I'll throw it up from wherever and make it. I, I like him at two. I, I like Mello kind of in the middle. I, I'm not sure if I'm sold like Taylor is on Harden. I don't know what other than some crazy dribble move and then pull That's up. what I was thinking. He's going to do some crazy dribble move, some crazy step back from He'll like way out. his one-legged shot. Yeah, exactly. So we're going Chris number two? Yep. All right, so first is Steph, second is Chris, third is... Luca. Luca or Harden? Mm, I'm, I'm okay with putting Harden third. Yeah, I guess. Are we going to put Melo last? <laughs> I like Melo I mean, four. He, you yeah, like Melo over me Luca? Too. Yep. All right, so then oh. our order is, if we're putting odds on bets, it would be Steph Curry would win it, second place is who do we say for second place? Chris. Chris. Chris Paul. Third place, Harden. Fourth place, Mello. And then last place, Luca. I'm putting the house on Luca in that scenario. I like Luca there. Yeah. Um I'd I'd put my money on Chris. Number one, because I'm biased. Yeah. <laughs> uh and number two because F it. I don't have anything else to do. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So, well, man, if we could bet on this, that would be a blast. And the place that you should bet on it at is betonline.ag. Absolutely. With no NBA, no NHL, no MLB, and we'll see, but potentially no NFL, uh, it'll be uh, postponed. You might think there's nothing to bet on, but you would be wrong. Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on, or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All are open 24 hours a day, all are online, and includes their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. All right, guys. So before we end the podcast, I wanted to get deep into some Thunder stuff. It feels like we really haven't got into like current season Thunder stuff in a while. And so I thought it would just be a, a nice thing to do to, to talk about this team, uh, especially as it's looking more and more like we might not get an end to this season. And, and this is just what it is. I wanted to talk about the Thunder rotation this season and who are five players from that rotation that are most likely not going to be on the team next year. And then of those five, as we remove them from the rotation, who assumes those roles? So in looking at the Thunder rotation, um, by by looking at them by minutes, the, the main minute getters, the guys that mainly made up the rotation that saw regular time, Chris Paul, SGA, Lou Dort, Danilo Gallinari, Steven Adams, Dennis Schroeder, Terrence Ferguson, Darius Baisley, Nerlens Noel, Abdul Nader, Hamadou Diallo. It's 11 guys. I want us to come up with the five of those that we think are the the least likely to be on this team next season. I mean, there's Do an obvious answer here. Like our most likely to not be on the team to the fifth less likely or fifth most likely to add. Yeah. Likely. Yeah. And I, I think maybe let's just make a, a collective, like all of us put together and come up with five rather than like each of us have our own individual five. Gotcha. I think the most, so of, of all 11 of those guys, who is the least likely you think the least are li- the, the least likely to be back as Nerlens or like the fifth most likely. <laughs> I think, I think very confusing. <laughs> yes, I think. I mean, the most likely to be gone I is Nerlens. Nerlens is, what is, makes is, sense, is right? definitely the, in the top five most likely. I've got Nerlens and Gallo feel I, like the safest. Gallo's one. I think. One. See, maybe I just vary from you guys here. I think there's if Nerlens makes the top five, I think he's like number four or five. Really. Yeah, no, sorry, that's number number one also. to me on this list on on the most likely to not be on the team next year, the most likely to be gone is Danilo Gallinari. I yep. I'm with you 100 percent on both of those points. Unless what the, makes you think Nerland stays? 
What makes me think Nerlens will stay? Well, yeah. I mean, you have to pick five guys in that rotation. Um, so, like, would Nerlens be one of the first guys off the top? Like, if I'm just looking at the roster, Nerlens isn't one of the first guys off the roster that would pop out to me that are going to be on next season. But, I mean, you have to pick five in this um, exercise. Like, he, I think he's he cracks that top five. I think he cracks the top five, but I don't know. Just to me, like, he's number five. All right, so... There's nobody out there with cap space this summer. It might be better for him to take like a a one plus one with the Thunder on on a bigger deal, and then hit the summer of what twenty twenty one, where there's a lot more cap space. Uh, this is the most successful place he's ever played basketball uh, since Kentucky. Like professionally, this is the most successful he's ever been. He's found a role. He's found a niche. He's bought in. He's talked this season. Kamiar brings this up all the time about how this is the most fun he's had playing basketball probably ever. I I don't know. I just I think all that stuff means something. And you know, I I'm obviously I know like he turned down that huge pay payday down in Dallas, came to the Thunder, and has been making like pennies on the dollar. I just. I don't know. I think there's guys on this roster that are more likely to be gone than him. I think there's a decent chance he might be on this roster next season. Um, and they get traded especially on later what, on what the, if, in the season. I mean, what if Steven Adams is the one that's gone and Nerlens is the one that stays? I've, I've got two, two things on this. So, A, if it is a summer of no money... I think Nerlens could sign a, a deal with Oklahoma City, but in, in a sign-and-trade type deal, A. Um, B, this was supposed to be the summer of money until moves happen and people lost cap space. But just like any sport with cap space, that can change pretty quickly with just one or two moves, a team offloading a guy with a big contract or anything like that. I think that although as of right now the salary cap doesn't look super open, if you wait a couple of weeks into free agency and, and – people make some some transactions cap space is going to open up naturally like it always does there's always two or three teams that came into the summer cap locked or couldn't do anything didn't have a lot of space and end up having you know a bunch of money to spend uh, i i totally agree with that but the flip side of that coin is our team's going to want to go into the summer of 2020 trying to open up cap space for a very 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 thin free agency class or would they rather try to open up that cap space for 2021 when there is a massive free agent class? So here's yeah, a. I, oh, sorry, go ahead, Justin. I was going to say I I think the scenario of you know a one plus one or something like that for Nerlens makes sense, but I think my gut feeling is based off the Dallas incident exactly like you mentioned. I think Nerlens came to Oklahoma City. I think he's done a lot of work rehabbing his image on the on the open market basically, and I think he has proven that he is worthy of a substantial contract in the NBA. And I don't think he's going to, <coughs> excuse me, coronavirus. Uh, I don't think he's going to miss that opportunity twice. I think that he will enter the market. I think he'll see what out there. I do think there's a scenario in which maybe he doesn't find the opportunity he's looking for. And he signs a one plus one. But I think in my mind, I think he is looking with the intent of, signing a new larger deal somewhere else. So, Justin, would you put him at number two on this list of Thunder players most likely to be gone? No. I think I would. No way. Okay. So Justin have, wants him at two? You have Deontay. I don't want him out. You have Deontay Burton. Well, Deontay the, Burton doesn't make our list of rotation guys. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. I was going to say he's We've a got guy. the starting five and then Schroeder, Ferg, Baisley, Nerlens, Nader, Deal. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. Okay. So, like, if we were just going off the roster in general, Andre Robertson and Deontay Burton are my next two because they won't be. <laughs> oh, the, neither yeah, of them will be in the league. Neither obviously. of them will be in the no, league. No, we're going off of rotation like, minutes players. in the rotation and games played this uh, season. Oh, okay. That's fair. Um,. I mean, yeah, then Andre's number one. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly, that's fair. But just kind of a, and we have a little time, so I'll bring this up, like a little disclaimer um, that the whole coronavirus, COVID-19 situation obviously kind of brings a whole new um, aspect into this. And so, like, personally, I felt that with the COVID-19 and whether the this season gets canceled or postponed, either one, I thought that that would mean that maybe teams like the Thunder would be willing to just keep this team together and ride it out one more season. 
um, and then start to make moves towards the traded line of next year, uh, whether that's to Justin or not, and then maybe you know even after next season. But um, I actually tweeted this question out to friend of the pod, Keith Smith, at Keith Smith NBA, and he felt the opposite. He felt that the shortened season, whether it's postponed or whether it's canceled, would cause teams – a shortened offseason, I should say, would cause teams to act more um, not more quickly, I guess. Uh, they'd be more willing to make some of these bigger trades. Like, you know, just an example I'm throwing out here. Last summer we had the Miami Heat were interested in Chris Paul. Teams like that would be more willing to pull the trigger on a deal like a Chris Paul trade, for example, um, because of the shortened offseason. So I thought that was a really interesting perspective. And so, like, you take that into consideration. Maybe Chris Paul's higher on our list because of the whole COVID-19 situation. Another thing to consider there, we all kind of agree that at some point the Thunder are going to trade away these vets and be bad for a year or two. And a worry that a lot of people have had is when the Thunder are bad for a year or two, are fans going to fill the seats? Yeah. Right? Yep. And that's maybe yep. even a, a worry for the the ownership in the front office of the Thunder. Like if we tank, yeah, we used to be bad, but we were also a brand new team uh, in Oklahoma City and everybody wanted to come watch professional basketball. If we tank again, I mean, we saw it at the beginning of this season, yep. and this team is good. True. People weren't showing up. Yep. I think – But if you – started your rebuild in a season in the 2020-2021 season. That's a lot of 20s. 2020 oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's like Russell Westbrook for Nipsey. 2020-21. Um, if we don't get to watch live basketball from mid-March all the way until November – even if the team sucks, people might still show up. They're so is next season yeah. the right season to tank Let as far as, an, like, ticket sales go? Let me pitch an alternate scenario that is much more pessimistic. What if the next season of NBA basketball begins with no fans? Yeah, I think that's very realistic. I think that realistic. is the perfect time very to start realistic. the rebuild because no one's getting ticket sales. Exactly. And then whenever fans are welcome back into the arena, you're going to come because exactly what you just said. Yeah, shit. You want to you want to go do suck. something. Exactly. You'll go watch a you cow are... take a shit in the field. I mean, <laughs> being quarantined for that long. Can, you can probably bet on that on bet online. But uh, people are going to be so hungry for basketball, they're not going to care if they're a terrible team. Agreed. It's going to be like the old days where they would go to watch the opponents. Agreed. Yeah. Something like that. But I think that that could be uh, – the exact right time to start a rebuild. So I like that. We we've got eleven guys we're we're touching on, right? Is eleven the right number? Oh yes. To catch a uh, you can you can touch however many guys you want. <laughs> so <laughs> you do you bro. I think out of those eleven that you mentioned, there's probably four that I would almost consider not necessarily untouchable, but definitely not leaving. And that really only leaves you with a handful of guys left on that list. So it comes down to which two or three outside of those main four do you think are, are most safe? And I think that'll make our answer a lot easier because like Nerlens may not seem to Taylor like he's a guy that might go, but when you look at who is definitely staying, it's yeah, easy to yeah. see. Easy to say. So who oh, are definitely staying? SGA, Lou, Baisley, and who else? I would say Diallo is pretty dang safe. I, agree. I think so too, which is weird, okay. but I think he will be. I agree. So that that really only leaves seven guys. So you've, and, and so which other five of those? I don't which, think there's anybody interested in Ferg right now. Um, and I think the Thunder. You, is still you want me to tell you someone who I think makes the safe list here? Yeah. Like, kind of pretty easily. It's Abdul Nader. Huh, yeah. He's proven to be a pretty solid, like end of your bench wing rotation player, and next year he makes like one point four million dollars. Yeah, yeah, true. Yep. He like I was thinking you he was a need agent. those kind of guys that make next to nothing, but can contribute on the court. Like cutting Abdul Nader isn't what's going to save you on luxury tax. Right. He makes one point four million dollars. He makes like less than or right at one percent of the salary cap. You yeah. know, so so there's yep. no point in cutting him. I think Nader probably makes the safe list. I'm with you there. I think that's that a leaves good you with one more safe guy, and then yeah. the rest. So, are, rest so are who are five. who are we putting at second most likely not to be here? Gallo number one. Who's number two? I think Nerlens has to be number two. Yeah, I I like that. 
Um, sorry, I was taking into consideration like Let's come around. Guys Do you remember like, that podcast over. where we talked about how Taylor is like so agreeable and would we'll, we'll say yes to anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys just got Taylor from like standing atop Nerland's mountain, fighting Nerland's for him to not even be on the top five. To- yeah, two sounds good to me. F it, let's go. I don't I was- agree with you guys, but since majority rules, we'll put Nerland's at number two. I was thinking, um, like I was thinking Deontay Burton at two, um, Andre Robertson at three, and then four. You got to put in like CP three, and then sure, like we can throw we can throw uh, Nerland's in at five. So I who's think, number three then? I think Dennis might be my number three on an expiring deal at that point. Got one year left. I think he's a guy that someone might go after. I'm a little feel a little better putting Chris Paul at number three. That's I was after exactly the season debating. he's had, after how many games he played and how well he played, and another at one of the the three big years off that deal. I think people last year people looked at this contract as. You know, we've heard everyone call it an albatross. Yep. Now I think people look at this contract as an asset. You get, yeah, you got another year off, and Chris Paul has proven that he can stay healthy and provide in meaningful ways. He's which probably going to make one of the three All NBA teams this year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think I agree. I think Chris Paul, that makes him more likely to be moved um, because you're not, that contract doesn't get any better with waiting now because yeah. Chris Paul's proven that he's healthy. And so the, the time to strike is now, if you're interested in Chris Paul, I want to put Chris Paul at three, but if you guys want to pose I'm, an argument elsewhere, that. I'm torn between Dennis and Chris. I, I still think, and again, like I, I'm taking into consideration this whole um, COVID-19 uh, pandemic and how that affects this off season. And like, when you take that into consideration, there's, like, to your guys' argument, you could say, yeah, great. Chris Paul's had more rest. He didn't have to go through another big postseason. Um, he's going to be healthy again. He's on this new diet, and he can just do the same thing he did this previous season. But on the other end, you have a younger point guard, a cheaper point guard, and then a shooter who could be a starter for you if you need a point guard, but you already have stars around um, that point guard position, and you just need a competent, solid point guard who can score, even a guy who can come off the bench and be your sixth man. Dennis is that guy, and I feel like Dennis is going to fit that mold for more NBA teams outside of the Thunder than Chris would for the limited NBA teams who are going to be interested in Chris. So because of that, I'm going to lean on Nick's side and go Dennis Schroeder here. Well, here's another counterpoint. The interest league-wide might be higher on Schroeder. There might be more teams that say, hey, Schroeder, he's good. He's He won sixth man of the year because he's going to win sixth man of the year. Yep. He his contract's better. He's on a one year expiring. He's younger. There's going to be a, more buyers for Dennis Schroeder, but I th- and so that means there's there's less buyers for Chris. Even though there's maybe going to be less buyers for Chris, I think those buyers are going to be much more bought in and serious and, and ready to make a deal because they know, hey, Schroeder's good, but Chris Paul's hall of, a Hall of Famer. No, I, right. I think I think you're right there, but I also think when you mention how many how many teams could be interested in shooter or could could make that happen with money and the situation, I think there's double, if not triple, the amount of teams that could acquire shooter, which makes him more likely Chris to Paul. be moved. Right, 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 which means he's right. more likely on my list. I'm with you. I'm, That's all yeah. I'm thinking. The flip side of that coin, which one is the Thunder more interested in? And trying to strike a deal for like, does Chris Paul say, Hey, this experience in Oklahoma city was great, but Sam Presti, I'm ready to move on. Let's make a deal. Let's make something happen. Right. And, and does that get those tires moving a lot quicker than Schroeder saying, Hey, if Chris leaves Shay and I can start in the backcourt. I don't think I'm cool with staying around. I don't know. I don't think Schroeder, I don't think Schroeder has interest in being the sixth man this season, much less being a starter with SGA next year. He's made that almost pretty clear. Like early on, it was when he was asked about six man of the year. Like honestly, like I kind of want to be a starter. And now it's like okay, like yeah, I, I have. Some you traction. don't think if Chris left, that shooter would be? Um, I don't know if excited is the right word, but but 
content and happy with starting at I the mean, point guard for the Thunder with, he'd be with Shea at the two? In the same way that Chris Paul would continue to try and be content being a mentor for this team until he could be moved and finish out his career elsewhere next season. I don't know if that, like, when has when has Presti been a guy? I mean, I guess Paul George coming to him this past offseason and saying, hey, I want to be traded. That caused uh, Presti to, to give in and, and give in to his player demands. But I just don't see, I mean, Presti's very well aware that Dennis wants to be a starter. He's very, very well aware that Chris Paul probably wants to play for a championship um, or a team with championship aspirations. And the Thunder don't necessarily have that right now, although they're be, they've been super competitive. I don't think it's going to factor into... I'm trying to think of this from like a Pressy standpoint. I don't think... I think Dennis is the most tradable here over him and Chris Paul um, in Pressy's eyes. And I think he can make a deal happen more likely, even if he has more bidders. Like, Pressy's going to try and get as much as he can as well for Chris Paul, um, even if there's more limited teams trying to acquire Chris. And, I like, yes, Dennis would be happy to start for the Thunder team next year, but is, is he going to be super stoked to start for a team who is going to be fighting to even make the playoffs if Chris and Gallo are gone, much less to be traded to a team who actually has playoff aspirations and he can start for that team. You know what I mean? Like, I guess the Minnesota Timberwolves would have been a good team before D'Lo. But, like, that's an example I thought of. Really what I'm hearing here is Taylor will agree with everybody but me. (laughs) That's what I'm getting out of this You shouldn't have said that, Jacob. Now I'm going to fight you to the death. Smart man. (laughs) Justin, has your opinion changed after hearing everyone's arguments? No, I, I still put CP3 at three, but Schroeder's my four. And honestly, it, I think both are likely to be moved. So it's, okay, I, okay. it's like a 3A, 3B Yeah. So we could thing. do like like three, we put Schroeder, or sorry, CP3 slash Schroeder, and then four, we put Schroeder slash CP3, and then move on to our fifth most likely. Doing it. I like it. Actually, I just Top put out. CP3 at number three because uh, <laughs> screw Taylor. <laughs> that's why you guys can all go to hell. I make the all right. Rules. Who's number five then? <laughs> number five. So our options here we have just just naming the 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 names down the list: SGA, Lou, Adams, Ferg, oh, Baisley, Diallo, Nader. Oh man, Adams. SGA is safe. Lou is safe. Diallo is safe. Yeah. Uh, Baisley is safe. Yep. I think Nader's safe. So really, we're talking here. Um, Adams. Yeah, because he has trade value. I think of all those guys. Yep, it's Adams. I don't think the trade value is there for Ferg. So I'd put Adams there above Ferg. If you look at Thunder's, Thunder's, I guess, not risk reward, but like value return, like they're not going to give up a guy like Ferguson that they they still have faith in. For, for what they're going to get for him. So I almost think he's he's untradeable in many ways this summer. Well, and see, that brings up another interesting point because the Ferguson thing reminds me a lot of Jeremy Lamb. Yeah. And they traded Jeremy Lamb for basically some expired M&Ms and like <laughs> a, a, a roll of Charmin, <laughs> which is which pretty these days is valuable right a lot. Now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so the the one with Ferg, I mean, I don't think he has value in the league. I don't think you get anything for a trade. I think you could get a protected second round pick. Um, but I like Nick's point in that like he's still valued much more internally than we value him, obviously as fans, and then as I think opposing um, GMs and teams and organizations value Ferg. Um, so that's a good point. I, I I see what you're saying there, Jacob. Yeah, and then if you get rid of Chris Paul and Adams, those are kind of your two culture setters. Yeah. So it makes it interesting. And then another question that I want to bring up. So our list here on Thunder players in the rotation who are most likely to be on a different team next season. We have Gallo at number one, Nerlens at two, Chris Paul at three, Schroeder at four, Adams at five. I mean, four of those guys are essentially starters. My question to you guys, if they trade one of those two point guards, oh boy. do they not trade the other? And if they trade one of those two centers, do they not trade the other? Oh, man. Right? Like, if you get rid of Nerlens, if a deal comes along and or, or Nerlens leaves in free agency, do you keep Steven? Because, again, the free agent market is thin. Or if you trade Chris Paul, do you keep Dennis Schroeder around because you just need those bodies? 
I mean, this is such... And see, this is like, this is such a cop-out answer, but I'm just trying to think like based off previous experiences with Pressy. And I think it all comes down to what can I get if I'm Pressy for these players? If I get the right return that I think is equal for Adams, I'm going to do it. If somebody approaches, say I trade Adams for that right package in return, um, and the next um, offer I get is a very nice package for, nice offer for Nerlens. I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger, even though I don't have any more centers on my team. I'll say, all right, Mike Muscala is a free agent. So uh, I, even if I don't have any centers, I'm going to pull that trigger because I got the right package for Nerlens Noel. And then so on and so forth. I think it all depends. You know, it, it, it Pressy's smart in that way. That's how he thinks. He, he obviously is going to try and craft the team um, to make it competitive and fun to watch and uh, a team that can compete and a team that fits well together on the court and off the court. But at the same time, he's not going to turn down the right deal. Um, so I don't think he'd be like, yeah, well, we trade Steven. We only have Nerlens left on the roster. So Nerlens is now an untouchable. You know, like he's like, no, I can find a cheap free agent or I can find somebody on uh, in the draft to pick as a, you know, to pick up to start the center position. So I don't know. Um. I think I'm in a slightly different boat than both of you's. Both of you's? Both of you's. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm in a slightly different boat in that I think the teardown is coming. Um, I, I don't think it matters whether Chris Paul's on the team or not. I don't think that Presti is going to be um, – I don't want to word this wrong. He's gonna, he's not going to be as choosy. I don't think he's going to give guys away. He's not going to have a fire sale. But I don't think he's going to be as guarded against trading guys as he has been because I think this is the next necessary step in the process. Right, that he's already lined out. I think, Justin, I think the, you and I are on the same page. That's what I was trying okay. to – I think that's kind of what I was trying to communicate, but I did a really poor job of I think doing that so. this summer and into next season, guys are gone. Uh, most of the guys on this list, if not all of them, they're gone. And I think that that is the phase that we're moving into because what they don't want to do is linger on these guys. And uh, like we've talked about, they don't want to get stuck in the middle. And having these guys keeps you stuck in the middle. Uh, The season's been a blast. They've overachieved. They've been slightly above the middle, which has been really fun. But that's not sustainable, and that's not what's going to bring them a championship. So I I think these guys are all very likely gone before the end of next season at, at, at the latest. Yeah. I mean, for most of them, they have to be right. Yeah. Right. Because Adams and Schroeder, if they're not traded by the trade deadline, they're walking in free agency. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think the thunder, if Steve, if Steven Adams makes it to free agency with the Oklahoma city thunder, I think the thunder are going to try to keep him at a much cheaper deal, maybe like 15 million a year. Uh, but I don't think they're bringing back Schroeder. Yeah, you know yeah, that's so, a really good point. Like you have guys like Shooter, Steven. Um, obviously, you have Chris Paul in the books if you're able to trade him at that point. Like, there's a lot of different scenarios you kind of have to play out, and and yeah, like a Shooter's contract and Adam specifically um, makes it really interesting, especially if you try to re-sign one of them. So it's it's going to be fascinating, but yeah, I mean these five on our list there, most likely. Um, entering into the the last season of their career some of them have probably played their last game in oklahoma city uh wearing a thunder uniform yep well and, and like i said i think you have to add guys in like um even if they aren't really um, rotation players but deontay and andre we won't see either of them on this roster next season yep it's gonna be Wild. interesting it's going to be interesting. Awesome. Well, guys, before we hop off this podcast, uh, any parting thoughts? Hang in there. I uh, <laughs> really, really hope we get some basketball here in another month or two months. But 
that might be optimistic, but we'll make it through. We'll keep talking about sports and Thunder and OKC. Jake has been doing a really good job. He's been in a lot of work trying to get some awesome guests for us, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, hopefully some of these guests will will come on and we'll have a we'll have a good time. So awesome. Well, hey, if it's your first time checking out the Uncontested, we greatly appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe. Go drop us a five star rating on iTunes or whatever po- uh, podcast platform you're listening to. That'd mean a lot to us. If you're one of our regular listeners, as always, thank you. We hope you guys are good. You're healthy. You're safe. Uh, keeping your distance. We will be back with you. Our our schedule moving forward is probably going to be episodes on Sunday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night. So they'll be available Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings for you. Again, we're trying to get some guests. We're coming up with some new topics, some new ideas. Uh, trying to keep things fresh. So if there's anything you want to hear from us on these podcasts as we go through quarantine, uh, make sure to tweet at us. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram. We are at the underscore uncontested both twitter and instagram or the uncontested podcast on facebook check out bluewirepods.com to find your next sports pod uh, to keep you entertained as you are stuck at home also go to betonline.ag if you have money play some bets they will match 100 of your first deposit go in there play some poker some blackjack and have yourself a good time we will be back with you guys again late tuesday night Have a great beginning of your week. Wash your hands. Stay six feet away from people. We'll talk to you soon. Thunder up. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.